creator and host of Always Shine Brightly. I named this podcast Always Shine Brightly because I believe that is what we are each here to do. And in times where we feel we're not shining bright, I feel it's still our purpose to work through and shift whatever is dimming our light. In this podcast, I'm speaking with guests who I see as bright lights in the world despite any struggles they may have gone through. The more of us who do this, the better the world becomes. Join us on this shared mission to make the world a brighter place. Today on the podcast, I have my friend Keelan McNeil. Keelan and I met in an online course that was called Civilization Upgraders. It was a year-long program where it pulled together over 100 different people that were drawn to this particular course. So I'm super excited to share Keelan with all of you. He has such great energy. We had a chance to meet in the Facebook group and I was and just connect outside of it as well. And I'm actually here in Irvine, California, recording live with him. Welcome to the podcast, Keelan. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming by. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Definitely. Um, but no, I'm just excited to share Keelan's energy with all of you today. I think that he is a bright light. He has some great stories of manifestation that we'll get into. He's also very good at uh, being self-reflective in his own journey and sharing his insights on social media. He is a master creator. He expresses through writing, which I love your writing. Um, I actually spent some time reading through Facebook today to get into the vibration, and I was just feeling so excited. I love I love the way that you express, and I, what I think is going to be cool about today's conversation is that your dominant energy is different than my dominant energy, but we point to the same truth. We come from that same place of wanting to be here to serve others and to serve the collective. And I, what I love about sharing the podcast and having interviews is that we get to share that in so many different ways and so many different angles. And so this is going to be like a new, fresh angle of energy that I get to bring to the podcast through you. So Keelan is someone who is just fire and passion and speaks just like he's someone that just cuts through when he speaks and it's always from a place of love and even if he in his strength that someone becomes triggered that is actually serving too and so we can get into what um what like let's just jump in right there like in terms of your sharing like was there a time when you had to kind of like step into that or that's your nature and you just are expressive in that very like direct way yeah so I'd say Earlier on, um, just after I kind of dropped out of college and quote-unquote started waking up, I guess you would say, to the bigger reality. And um, a lot of that dominant kind of energy that cuts through is, I think, a kind of slingshot effect from actually holding stuff in for a long time. Um, Basically, I was, and I feel like a lot of people out there can actually relate to this. A lot of kids are kind of alone on this journey in terms of waking up and they don't feel like they belong or they don't feel like they have a community to kind of live in their own world internally. And that's what was happening to me. So the first 
the text that I came across first that kind of woke me up was like the law of one. And then I started finding out just to kind of skate over it generally, like UFO technology, ancient civilizations, ancient histories that no one's talking about. And my initial reaction was I was a little pissed off, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, okay, all this is happening and no one has any clue. And at the same time, I can't talk to anybody about it because I feel like I'll just be misunderstood. So I kind of alienated myself from the normal culture of just going through high school, of going through college, of going through the emotion, their emotions and who I was surrounded myself with, I couldn't relate to anymore. So I kind of just found myself in this bubble. And, uh, but I kind of leaned into that and started trusting it and then asking myself the question, okay, what do I want to create to leave behind here that actually matters? Trusting that there are people out there that understand me. How can I come from a place in my creations and energy to where I'm speaking as if people will get this and I'm not alone. So I'm, I can attract that audience. Yes. Um, so you look a little crazy at first, but <laughs> then people start flocking around and they're like, oh wait, no, I get you and you're not alone. Um, so I feel like once that kind of, once I kind of generated a, an audience, quote unquote, of people that I felt understood and appreciated by, then I was like, okay, I have everything I need. I have the family here. I have the crew here. I have the environment. I have the quote unquote social validation to, to the, the safety of it. Yeah. Yeah, to, to be myself and not care. Um, and I had a little bit of what I would consider like Kanye West moments last year just by <laughs> by holding stuff in for so long and just cutting through. Yes. But really, I prefer to keep to myself. I'm actually pretty introspective, but when I have to speak up, I do. So that's maybe what you're tapping into or seeing. And I love it. And I just want to add like a few things for anyone out there that is trying to pursue something or be more of your own natural vibration or whoever you are it does it can be scary at first because if you're not relating to anyone around you it feels scary that you would leave the comfort of what you know and I think this is very normal for every person's journey rather it's like specifically looking like a deeper dive into spirituality or if it's some sort of manifestation of an outer goal that even if you shared this outer goal, people may think it's crazy or not believe in what you're doing. I think that the more that you break free from what that initial social network is going to think of you, the freer that you become and the more expressive that you become. And from an attraction standpoint, you're never going to get to the right place where people are meant to hear from you or meant to partake in your particular manifestation if you don't speak and live from that most natural, native, vibrational place that you're meant to express from. And I think that you pick up speed as soon as you overcome that hump of like oh my gosh like you know Facebook your your friends on Facebook might just be circumstantial your family the people you met through school and things like that and may not vibrationally be interested in where you're going but you're never going to call in attract line up with those who are if you keep trying to just meet what makes sense to those who are in your current circle mm -hmm. and so I think like once you break through that then you start to call it in and then you can move faster because you just freed yourself up from like this one huge pull on so many of our energy. So many of us are like many people out there are unknowingly being pulled by as simple as what people think. And if, if whoever's out there that can that is listening to this and is wants to be different than where or not doesn't feel understood but wants to feel some sense of belonging, um, 
and there's always paths that go past the sense of belonging, but just for your initial start, that just remember this is a normal hump and a normal hurdle that everyone who's out there just trying to live what we call our unique soul blueprint, which is what we were called here to earth to do, you've got to get over that hump and then energy starts to like get behind you Mm. in a new way. A thousand percent. And you'd actually be surprised how many times you're around people who know exactly what you know, and they're just waiting on someone to crack open the window and let the breeze in. Because I've sat across from people where I felt alone or alienated in terms of what I know versus, you know, spirituality or ETs or whatever, anything out there, quote unquote. And I kind of crack the door open a little bit and then the floodgates open. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you too. Yes. So, you know, test the waters with whoever you're around, too, because I feel like the more we give ourselves permission to be ourselves in that then other people will too. And we'll be surprised at how not alone we actually are. Right. And then the people that happen to be sitting by you happen to be the people that are supposed to be sitting by you as well. Definitely. Yeah. And that it just becomes very magical in, in your journey that you're just like, Oh, again, that happened again. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. That's really cool. For sure. (laughs) But, um, and I also think like from just from a manifest, well, let me jump back really quickly. What what was it that drew you to the program that we are in, which I mentioned earlier called Civilization Upgraders? Mm-hmm. What was it that spoke to you that said, hey, I need to be in that? Sure. So to touch on it briefly, again, this kind of goes back to when I was kind of alone in my room, reading weird texts, ancient texts, like going down the rabbit hole, YouTube, everything you can imagine. And uh, well, I stumbled across one of Bentinho's videos, and I'd say I was like 20 years old at the time. And so, I was pretty anti-system. I was pretty anti-government. And that's like something that's highly ingrained in the collective conscious, I feel, too. There's a lot of anger, frustration, hopelessness, people feeling like they can't do anything about it. And I was really in that stage because the truth, quote unquote, is overwhelming. So I didn't know what to do with all this energy. I came across one of his videos and he said something just like, you know, if we weren't all so lame, the government wouldn't exist. And I was like, man, (laughs) fuck. I was like, that's so true. I'm being so lame right now. Yeah. And I love <laughs> yeah. And um, just in general, like it was the first time I've heard you're you're you can give yourself permission to feel how you'd like to feel regardless of circumstances. Something as simple as that um, kind of awoken me to this kind of. Oh, well, let me let me see what else this is about. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went down that whole rabbit hole of Bentinho, too, and, yes. and watched all of his videos. And um I was also, I have a background in videography, so I took some of his teachings on philosophy, just like you find on YouTube, maybe with Alan Watts or something, mm-hmm. and I started putting it together with sound and, and visuals, and then just donating that to his community of, of followers or people that enjoyed his teachings as well. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of where our relationship started, and then the result of me being in that program was the result of me actually getting invited to Egypt to hang out with him, mm-hmm. and be, just being in the circle around the mm-hmm. same time that was launched, so Yeah. No, that's amazing. And I wanted, because I, I've heard some of your manifestation manifestation stories where um, I just wanted to touch on this lesson that I think you learned early on, which mm-hmm. is not waiting for permission. Mm-hmm. And I know you shared a story about trying to get the videos into his community. You were at first, like, if you want to share that story, just from a perspective of learning not to wait for permission. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, um, and I think I've, for anybody that's inspired to create out there or manifest a position for themselves they they have this idea that it's out there but the way it works is you have to anchor yourself into that state of being and and almost 
become delusional. <laughs> like, regardless of what's happening outside of you, you have to you have to put yourself in the position. So, example, my story was I wanted to be creative director at Trinfinity. So rather than waiting for permission, I started acting as if I already was. And I started creating as if I already was. I assumed responsibility for the role I wanted to be in the world. And then the outer reality reflected that. And I did that pretty persistently. And it wasn't easy. No, you had, you had some hurdles. <laughs> For sure, definitely. Um, but I was very adamant about it. And I was like, no, I can, I can do this. And it was coming from a place of service as well. It was a mix of like heart-oriented service and willpower that I needed to break through the walls of this reality and prove to myself what's possible, but also just make this happen because it's the most inspired thing I feel to do at this moment. So, And that's another strong point for manifestation is just following your excitement is a term that both of us use, following your heart, following your bliss, following your excitement, mm -hmm. and knowing that that is your unique soul, soul blueprint speaking to you as what wants to come through and be put into the world and knowing that it is also of, mutual, of great service to the whole. And so part of like what drew... Keelan and I to this particular course, which makes us like-minded and of a similar soul vibration, is that we know that we're here to help others. Like we know we're here to serve the collective. And so that's something like that as you go on your journey, you just start to look at it from a service perspective and things just keep growing and expanding from there. And so anyone, like rather, rather you have a personal desire, whatever it is, whatever it is that's in your heart that you want to express, just know like Normally, it's very normal to think you have to wait for some outside thing to give you permission. But the quicker way to manifest is to give yourself that permission and to keep going and keep going and assuming the energy from that standpoint. Um, and again, I think like with you, you've made some big changes in your life just in the last year and a half in terms of like rearranging your physical reality. I feel like you've done that like from from going to Toronto from leaving Florida to Toronto to being nomadic for a while to coming to California yeah. <laughs> and I think like I'd love that just because I think it's so powerful in terms of how manifestation works is that you had to say yes to certain things and no to certain things and some of those things weren't comfortable to say no to but you mm -hmm. had to listen to your heart to be able to say it so if there's any one of those particular areas or all of them that you wanted to share like how those decisions were and how you were building faith in yourself faith in the universe supporting you um, because those are key manifestation things and now that you have them in place i know that you're just moving with faster and faster momentum mm -hmm. yeah um definitely so it's not for the faint of heart, quote unquote, yeah. it's, it's definitely not easy, um, but it's not meant to be. So the nature of manifestation is that when you're, you're sure you want to manifest something in your life, reality will make sure that you're sure and it will put things in your path and it'll say, okay, well, you want this? Really? Are you sure? Really? <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> and you have to bounce. You have, I mean, it's a safety mechanism really is what it is. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's not easy. So I haven't really had a place to anchor down and call home, quote unquote, like you kind of touched on for the past two years. I was in Toronto um, trying to make things work with a long distance relationship at that time. Then I got kind of sucked into this vortex and was nomadic traveling a lot. Um, and I had to make sacrifices along the way. And that's that's something that's important to know about manifestation. Um, and it kind of touches on this social influence of like our immediate friends in say the Facebook world or what we consider to be our reality, you have to make sacrifices and in terms of staying in your truth, regardless of what that looks like. So for me, it, it actually looked like ending one of my relationships at that time, which wasn't necessarily easy, but it was what I felt served both me and her and the situation I was being called to. 
explorer or the catalyst that was being brought into my life that I needed to answer to or call to. And it wasn't easy. So, um, and that's with anything really. But, and even, you know, moving into California, I came here, I just booked a one-way ticket. I didn't have a place to sleep. I didn't have a car. Um, and I was just airbnb on a couch for like $20 a night. But I knew I wanted to come here and do music and I wanted to do solar energy. That's all I knew. So I had an intention and I had blind faith. That was it. And that's often all you'll have. Um, so, and I come here and sure as shit, I meet this guy at my job who a weekend I get, I'm supposed to shadow him and he produces music. And we're actually sitting in this apartment right now, too. because. And you were in a music industry setting at this point. You were, like, at the solar job, right? Is that what it was? Well, it was, it was, it was b- both of those things. When I came to California, I wanted to do music and do solar. So all I had was the job of doing solar, and then I would Uber to work. And right. at work, I met a kid who actually did music. Gotcha. And um, about a weekend, and I'm like, yeah, I don't have a place to stay right now, man. I don't have a car. He's like, what? He's like, dude, come on. Like, come crash in my living room. There's a spot. You know, I, c- I need help with rent. And I come over. He's making amazing music. And then we, just like that, in like two weeks, we connected. We started making music together. And we made an EP, which is just like an album, less than five months mm-hmm. together. And I learned everything along the way. I mean, I did Solar too, but the business center, I ended up living in a space 0.2 miles away from the business center. So, but in manifestation, yeah, all you have is sometimes blind faith and an intention. And as long as you know what that intention is, then you're going to, you're going to hit the mark. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I love that. And I love your stories because they're so, they're powerful in the choices that you're making. They're big choices. They're big mm-hmm. swings. They're big physical rearrangements of your entire life. And then you're seeing things pull together towards you. Mm. And of course, by the time you made the move to California, you've already made choices of a certain level that were building that momentum, building that faith, building that trust in this process that of course you're going to meet someone like right in alignment with what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And as long as that's who you are, then again, you're just going to attract it. It's going to be so effortless. Yes. And like, I actually like broke down kind of crying the other night just in terms of how much gratitude I had for just the mystery of the universe because it's asking you to have faith and then the only way that you can find out or or build faith is to trust in it have Mm -hmm. faith in it how else would that work because if you don't take a step of faith when there's not a stair there and you don't allow the universe to catch you then you're going to think you're not supported Mm -hmm. but it's um yeah so I was like just blown away and when you do stuff like that and test it out, like, you know, then you can move more freely and you have access to different realities. They don't seem so far fetched to you anymore. You understand the kind of nature of reality. Mm-hmm. You understand it's not just you here. You understand how this whole call it a dream that you're in is intelligent and it's not, you're not alone. So it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's such an interesting game. And I feel like you have to do stuff like that every once in a while to really to fall in love with this kind of creation and and understand the dynamics of it so just kind of have a curiosity and like what if i did this mm-hmm. what if see what happens yes. see what happens no I, and i love that and i love just like for anyone who's listening to this it's it starts by first giving yourself permission permission to be outside the box that you may be living in it starts by just asking yourself what do I desire? So many people don't even get to that step because they don't think Mm -hmm. that the reality can hold that. Mm -hmm. And so just to start challenging it from that level. And then of course there's more steps to it where you would need to challenge like what thoughts you're holding that aren't going to support 
like if you're not believing in yourself, if you don't believe it's possible, like that's stuff to be that's stuff to be worked through. And that and as you have a desire and as you start to walk it out and as you work through what's necessary to be worked through, you get stronger, you get more momentum and you're able to make bigger and bigger choices and you're able to live like in that true freedom of I am supported, I am like believing in whatever it is that you have in your heart. And then it starts to become like it's in my heart, like, why would I even think about the things that aren't in my heart, you know, or aren't in my, what I'm being called here to do? Mm-hmm. And so just knowing that you're here to serve in the collective and have such a vast expression in your creative, in your creative expression, how do you, like, what is, how would you say, what is your purpose? What do you call it? How do you define your purpose? Well, I would say I'm here to serve. So to be of service in a way that brings me joy and brings others joy. And, and it's, sometimes it's not so simple as, as follow your bliss because sometimes the reward of bliss is the result of hard work and making sacrifices mm-hmm. or discipline or kind of crawling through the mud for that right. goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I, all I do <laughs> is I follow my intuition. I trust my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's true for me and I try to stay as true to myself as possible. I'm not perfect, but, um, yeah, I follow that kind of curiosity, that trail of curiosity and see where it leads me. And most often that looks like expressing myself through certain mediums Mm -hmm. to leave behind in a way that can kind of eternalize, um, what I came here to do. So for me, it's art. I'm just inspired to create art because I think it, it's kind of lives forever. And if there's this, there's this beauty behind it. Um, so, yeah, my purpose is to serve. And I think we came here, obviously, for a reason. Like, we're in physical form on this planet. So um, there's a lot to do here, really. I mean, there's no shortage of lack of opportunity for things that need to be done, both in the practical sense of just, like, making this place a little better. You know, it's like cleaning your room. <laughs> it's right. like, like we can clean up the earth a little bit and then have fun doing it. So expressing yourself and creating creating art, at least in, in my expression, is what lights me up the most. Um, and what I get the most joy from is creating things that I want to see that I feel aren't present. Um, so really feeling into something, um, let's call it in the metaphysical, and then trying to bring that into the physical because I feel that it'll bring other people home, basically. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And what was I going to say with that? Oh, I wanted to also say, like, just for anyone that you know is following along with this conversation of fall of listening to your heart, it there there's so many layers. Like you can see how clear Keelan is. You're so clear on it. And I think a lot of people get messed up as when they think they're following their joy is selfish or something like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that just needs to be like it's a myth to think that like to take away like like it's a (laughs) (laughs) and I just kind of want to drive that point home because for someone that's like tune into his clarity you can hear his clarity he's so clear on it he's not caught in any thoughts that are saying like this oh I should be doing this I should be do I shouldn't be doing that Mm -hmm. no he's you're very clear on it makes so much sense. Of course, my service is what wants to come through my heart and be put into the world. Of course, of course, my service is cleaning up my physical environment, rather that's your room to the earth, rather it's your internal energy, cleaning up all of all of that. And that each of us, and that's what 
I have a powerful message behind it's just like we're here to move the needle on our own awakening and that serves the collective awakening and in doing that you express yourself like you express what wants to come through the energy when your energy is clear higher intelligence can come through intuition wisdom always love like all of that gets balanced out and starts to come through so much more strongly so i just encourage anyone out there to like start clearing those stories that say that it's selfish to follow your joy or just taking away from, from something. Mm -hmm. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And just to touch on that, I know a lot of people that might, when you, again, when you're presented with the inspiration of, I want to follow my joy. Oh, that means I have to do this, but like this and this, but now I'm worried about what will people think about me or like you have to, that's a sacrifice right there is following your joy. Could just look, staying true to yourself could look like rearranging or altering your relationships with say your immediate family members or friends and, you know, but you're supposed to do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so just you have you have nothing to lose, really. Um, and yeah, so, yeah, just just wanted to say that. Yes, for sure. And everything like this, we're in this particular like 3D reality, if you those are the best words to use, to have catalysts for our soul growth. To me, my my perspective is that we're here on a soul journey. And the more that we come into that alignment with knowing a deeper truth about ourselves, that everything is a catalyst for that growth, even when you're following your heart. That's why you bump up against the certain challenges. They wouldn't be a challenge had you grown through whatever that challenge was teaching you, then mm -hmm. it just wouldn't show up and it wouldn't be there. And that's why as you go further in your inner journey, things smooth out as well because less catalysts are needed. You start to just be here as a full conduit of service where every movement, every whatever comes through you is in service to what's right in front of you, whatever the highest thing that a moment is calling for. But as we move towards that, we're clearing out our own things that are some sort of lack by vibration. And that's really what it comes down to is it sounds simple, like just believe in yourself, just have perfect faith, but really everything that keeps you from it, that's where the real work is in understanding that whatever those lack thoughts thoughts are, are what needs to be healed. And that's what we're here to heal. And when you have a desire that's pulling you forward, it helps that it serves as an engine for this journey. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't, if you just throw your hands up and cut off the desire like that's not going to work either because now you're not pulling yourself through anything <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes i mean it would only work if you're if you're on an inner journey and you maybe don't need the physical experience for certain things but for most of us we need this physical catalyst to be able to pull us through into greater alignment with deeper truths yeah that's a good point um because sometimes i feel like in the quote-unquote spiritual community it can either there's what self-actualization and self-realization right so self-actualization is the path of manifestation the outward journey and the expression and then self-realization is the inner journey and i feel like that's important in terms of what you're saying you need a desire in the physical you need to be grounded or anchored in the physical mm -hmm. and then i feel like the inner tools of the self-realization are our tools mm -hmm. to use along the way to remember you're you're always home you're always safe and you can always come home to yourself um but the problem is sometimes is that if you get too far into one spectrum, you're going to get either burnt out or left behind, like mm -hmm. burnt out. If you're just too much self-actualization mm -hmm. and then, and not staying home with yourself or left behind, if it's just too much self-realization, you're not anchored in the physical and you don't have a desire to kind of anchor onto because, right. because I've experienced too letting go of 
desire, let's, let's call it, and, and not having a goal or letting that go. And then when I uneasiness arises, I go back in again, and then I bypass mm-hmm. the, the desire that's trying to call to my attention. So right. there's a balance I realize that's important as well. Um, just something to kind of touch on, I guess. No, and I think that's great. I like I had written, I posted it today, but I wrote this a, like a week or so ago. And I guess Buddha has Buddha says, you know, desire is the root of all suffering. And I say like that is an ultimate truth, but it can't be known without the the journey of the catalyst that leads you to that. And it's the journey of this constant questioning of where are you coming from that is healing. The personal desire so basically if you have all these if you're trying to get something out of what you're doing to fill yourself up that's the thing that needs to be healed and then for for what buddha's teaching to resonate in a deeper way it's when personal desire drops away and all that's left is the flow of unconditional love balanced with wisdom but from but you can't hear his quote take it in as an idea then tell yourself, I can't pursue anything, and you're just stuck at the level of idea because now you're judging your desire. You're mm-hmm. still very much living, and you start to live in apathy, mm-hmm. and you start to um, you start to plateau your growth journey even though you think you're trying to move forward on the path. So I just find it very interesting to watch like what what's happening in those moments, you know? And so I think it's best, like, tap into your heart, tap into your desire, and then question where it's rooted and keep moving through it. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Let me jump back to where you were talking about listening to your intuition. Was there, has intuition always been active for you or did you have a process of uncovering it? So the clearest moment where I recognized that an intelligence was kind of coming from beyond myself mm-hmm. was when, and this always happens, <laughs> um, when I wanted to drop out of college. And when I started learning about, again, call it, you know, extraterrestrials, cover up, UFO technology. And I was like, I'm not learning this in school. Like, you know, um, and I had the, the moment of, okay, well, then what would my mom think about me, my family, my friends? Um, but there's this moment where I dropped it all and I kind of, I did. I looked at the sky. I remember this as clear as day. And I had this open hearted feeling of just like a knowing. Um, and I feel like peace, feel like clarity. And that's all I had to go off of, but I had to trust that. And that was like, that's, that's how intuition operates in my life is when moments kind of escalate to a moment of chaos, quote unquote, or like a big decision needs to be made. And um, when I go alone with myself and I enjoy myself and I'm with myself, then I know it's right. So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the easiest, hardest thing to do basically but i'd say that was the first time where i was actually i had to rely on an intelligence that just wasn't my mind or i had to make a decision for myself for the first time because as a kid you're kind of just on this conveyor belt and i didn't even make the decision to go to college really it was kind of just me doing what i was expected to do and me doing what i thought i should do and then the first marker of independence where i had to make a call for myself was also the first moment that i felt my intuition strongly so that's uh that was the first time I've ever really recalled it and I can recall it just as clear and and all of these decisions you're talking about me moving to Toronto let's say two years ago or um me making the move to be nomadic for a little while and and actually leaving um that Trinfinity and all of these moments are just crystal clear and the mind and the 
the your identity and your person is just like takes everything so personally. But mm-hmm. when you drop all of that and you get quiet, you already you already know the truth and you by how it feels, and then you just move accordingly. So that's what I try to do. It's right. It's not easy all the time, but it's 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 easy. Um, it's easy if you let it be. So. And I always love just talking about intuition because I think that there are, are a lot of people that are still on the conveyor belt that yeah. maybe, you know, they're, and I, w- I was like this, I was the like, same way on the conveyor belt. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I, next you graduate high school, you go to college, not only do you go to college, but you get a decent degree that gets you a good, safe, secure job. Yeah. And did all those things, 22 at the job that all these check marks hit and was like, what? is this <laughs> <laughs> what's going on <laughs> but that but before that i so some people i got everyone's journey is different so i just like to highlight the different ways this can occur because some people just as children they are very intuitive or very uh, i don't know energetically sensitive whatever you might call it maybe it's so much that they cover it up and they shove it down and that might have to be uncovered later then there's others like myself who the word intuition was not even in my vocabulary. I wasn't even having to rely on faith because I just really hadn't hit a catalyst. I just was rocking along on this conveyor belt, as you mentioned. But and there's, but we all have intuition, and it all can be uncovered. Mm-hmm. That was the main point that I want to make. Is that even if you've not, even if you're seeing someone post on Facebook and they seem so free and so sensitive and so whatever, it doesn't have to look like that. And even if it does, you can access your own intuition. It's all there. We're we're equipped with it. It's all there. But there might be some uncovering. And most of that uncovering is the conditioning Mm. that put us on the conveyor belt. Mm -hmm. And the fear that also goes along with that same condition, that same conveyor belt. All that has to start to be removed so there's more space for this intelligence to flow through. Yes. Yeah. And... As you start to listen to it, you start to trust it. And again, you get momentum behind following your intuition. So so it's there. It may look differently for you. It may f- Some people feel it in their body. Some people feel like it's a, just a clear yes. Some hear very clear direction in t- words or voices, whatever. Like It can be a million different ways, but you have it. It's in you. It can be found, and you can follow it. And we encourage you to do that. Amen. <laughs> 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 so tell me about your music is that and that's part of conscious music is that what you're yeah so essentially this has kind of occurred over the past year or two and this is the natural progression of me as an artist over the years i've explored every medium and the question is what's the most conscious use of my time so i started out painting and drawing as a kid and then you know you know a painting on a wall only so many people have access to see that so what became more fun for me i really got lost in video and sound and i realized how important sound is it's it's almost everything it shapes a room it shapes your experience and so i really started to get into that medium and i realized how much how much potential for impact it had and so i i started exploring that and then how the question there's always this desire wanting to go to the next level so music for me was just it's the most powerful tool on the planet Literally, it's we listen to it every day. It's whether we want to or not. I mean, it moves you. It's spiritual. We can't even explain it. We don't even know why we dance. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like clearly there's something going on there that's just mind blowing and amazing. 
And the more I studied sound and how it shapes reality and how perhaps all of reality is, it is vibrations and sounds are vibrations. So I became kind of, again, that curiosity, that fascination. Um, so music for me, I just started playing. Like I started finding beats that move me as they move people. And I started writing to them and um, just poetry. And then it kind of turned into maybe like a kind of rapper R&B feel. And this is something important too, is when you, so for example, I just started making music. I, I've never <laughs> made music in my life. I've maybe slug in the car a couple of times. I've never like quote unquote freestyled or anything. But when you're on a new adventure, of expression and you're following your intuition and it tells you do music don't be afraid to suck at it like <laughs> like like have fun because give yourself a break and this is for me too i'm i'm just doing you're as a person quote unquote you do have to s skate through the conditioning and it's not like you can just start making music and create this pure expression of what you're intending to get to you kind of have to let all of the garbage out of cultural conditioning so at first, it might be, um, in my experience with music at least, it's reflective of the culture, but my intention and goal is to create something otherworldly. So, um, yeah, don't be afraid to look stupid either. Like, the more you create and the more you put yourself out there, the more freedom you find in it. And you're not really creating for somebody anymore. You're just creating from your heart. And then you can trust that again. And um, as long as you let that guide you and you have fun and you follow that joy in terms of music, then, or whatever it is for you, then that's, then that's that. So yeah, music is just, I realize how important and how powerful it is. And I, I think that it could unite uh, cultures, you know, across the board, because this language right here we're speaking, there's already barriers put up in it. Um, because only so many people speak English, <laughs> right? So, but music is sounds and frequencies, and I've really fell in love with sound over the past couple of years, and I've felt the impact it has, especially with spoken word. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost this religious experience that I'm maybe trying to tune into or capture or like create a, or something, but um, I'm still getting to know myself in relationship to it, but it's a lot of fun, and um, I encourage you to try it, yeah. but I think, uh, yeah, I just, I, I have a lot of fun with it and I think, um, I encourage people to, to just try stuff really. I mean, cause you don't know what's going to light you up. Um, so yeah, I've been playing with music and I'm working on a solo project now, but me and my friend, good friend, Sinzo, who I met when I came out to California, um, he, he taught me how to make music and I, that was always the hurdle for me. I was like, oh, I could find free beats off YouTube, but I can't make my own music um and i met him and he just happened to be amazing and we resonated together so clearly and again my intention brought me here and the desire manifested everything like that and then uh so yeah i'm learning to make music i've learned and it's it's a process and it's arduous and in terms of manifestation it's i'm kind of crawling through the mud of learning a new medium which i'm okay with because i know that it's what i want to do so um yeah i'm definitely exploring and i have work to do but it is my goal, and I think it's a beautiful way to express yourself. And I think if you have a message, then you can, you can create it in music in a way where the sounds can support it and amplify it and um, bring it forth in a way that's powerful. So um, in terms of me expressing myself, I think it's the most powerful medium, but I'm still learning. So <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. Again, you're just following your excitement yeah. and being willing to learn the, learn whatever the skills are that are necessary. And I think that's also a big hurdle that people hold themselves back on. Um, 
I mean, just when I started this podcast, I had no idea. I'd never done anything with the equipment that's necessary to do it. Um, I just figured, you know, you'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, whatever. But when I talked to people, they would say like, oh, I've had the idea, but it just seems so overwhelming. Like just the overwhelm stops so many people. Mm -hmm. But just tap into the excitement. Like if the excitement's there, the overwhelm will just diminish yeah. to a degree enough to move forward not to be paralyzing and again that's that's part of what this journey is teaching you like yeah the overwhelm and how to handle it and how to move through it is how to believe in yourself and how to keep just getting becoming a better instrument like what this physical instrument of expression of what wants to come through mm. and so I love that you're doing that I love that you've been tapped into that and oh and a post that I read today but i don't remember when you posted it mm -hmm. um i love that you kind of did something unique in your process for coming to california you decided that instead of freelancing on creativity yep. like your creative you wanted to save your creative juices for it sounds like for the music maybe mm -hmm. but you wanted to get a the job which you love and is meaningful and there's intentionality behind it but you wanted that to kind of like solidify the income so that you could grab your creativity and put it into this new adventure is yeah. what it sounded like to me, Definitely. which is great because I think a lot of people want to do the reverse, but you've done the reverse. And again, you looked at what that prioritization needed to look like and you made those changes. Yes, definitely. So as an artist, um, and I'm doing this again, but I'm okay with it, but I did freelance for like five to six years and I supported myself definitely. And it brought me, I mean, amazing adventures and connections and people, but, and it, oh, focused and harnessed my skills um but it still it got to a point where when you do what you, when you do what you love for a living then the purity with which it's done is you <laughs> it's such a tricky thing being an artist because it's one of the hardest ways to support yourself um but i became kind of a slave to my work in a sense um i could only create income through my art and at the same time, I had this inner desire to start voicing my own expression and learning more about what I want to bring forth into the world and what this soul wants to express. And I, and I st it started to develop a negative relationship to artwork. So for videography, for example, that was one of my main streams of income. Um, when I started doing it for money and not for the pure love of creating it, it formed a negative relationship with me being able to approach that medium and express myself because I had formed a negative relationship to it. I had started approaching my laptop or my creative equipment with the idea that this is what I need to support myself instead of this is what I want to create and bring forth into the world. And I mean, I had a great opportunity to create a lot of things that were extremely powerful and had conscious intent, but um, I did, yeah, I did miss the, well, if I didn't have to create anything to live, <laughs> what would I create and what would I really focus on? So um, for me right now, that's, that's music. Um, and there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes. A lot of people, if you're living in the realm of social validation, you're not going to go for a goal that you can't show off. And, you know, maybe I could post on IG like me playing with a keyboard, <laughs> but like really it's like a lot of loan. You have to do this by yourself. And that's the journey of, manifestation too you're gonna be alone you're gonna you're gonna be alone so and um you know but you, you do just have to trust and have faith so um but yeah I'm, I'm at a nexus point and i feel like artists out there can relate to this is you have to juggle both worlds 
sometimes you have to have a career that you care about and then at night you daydream you mm-hmm. you create you 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 dream and you um you have fun you express yourself and then ideally the momentum from that world will overtake the other world mm-hmm. and it can be hard if you're creating a whole new world or bridging a whole new medium um but that is my intention so it'll happen um but right now i do make income through doing solar a different way of making income that way i can just reserve my creative juices for it's kind of selfish (laughs) (laughs) but really it's at a point of pure desire and being like no like really it's excitement is what it is and and i'm trusting that Mm -hmm. and i put boundaries up and it feels good to say no to people it Mm -hmm. feels good to not be a creative prostitute (laughs) (laughs) and be like yeah i'll create something for you for you for you let's go let's go let's go and uh you get burnt out doing that too so i've just kind of like i've had a fantastic run at that and then now i'm like all right let's see what i want to do so (laughs) well what i love about it is that you're constantly inquiring as to what you want, what you desire, and you're willing to reshuffle, reprioritize. And I think that's just another thing to put out there for people to do is to have this constant inquiry going on so that your life is staying in alignment with where your desire really is. Mm. And I, a lot of people don't do that. Definitely. And, and I think, like, also... You could have gotten caught. You could have gotten caught in the idea, like, oh, but I make money as an artist. I'm now. I'm not willing to leave that identity. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's another yep. thing to go through, right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And even on, you know, quote unquote, like, you the con- like the conscious path when you get off a conveyor belt and you pick a new path that can turn into a conveyor belt. Yes. So <laughs> you constantly, like you're saying, self inquiry and not being afraid to let the death of this identity you've worked on. There's a time and place. So let the energy flow through you. And then when it doesn't feel natural, you'll notice and you'll be like, something's up here. Like, um, and then go within, ask and then readjust. And I think that just to echo what you're saying, I think that's another thing about this, about following your own unique soul blueprint is that you may have dog legs in your journey. You may turn here, you may turn there. And that's not always some of the thinking that's out there, like even around, manifesting and creating businesses it's almost like nail down who it is that you want to be what you're here to do and just attach yourself to that and create in accordance with that and you can people do great at building businesses around it but as you go in the path you still need to question all those identities you still need to question if that's where you want to be and and maybe that's where they want to be that's totally fine but my point is is that just to echo what you were saying it's easy to get caught on all levels of this journey and how you identify with what you're doing, who you are, Mm -hmm. what you're, (laughs) what you're here to do. So just keep coming back to coming inward, coming to that greater state of trust, that greater state of I've been called for a certain reason. And that call lives in how my desire wants to flow through or what wants to come through and express. And when you're really willing to let go of anything you've built and turn in a new direction, that's true faith. Mm -hmm. And that's true alignment too. And I love that you're doing that. And I love that this conversation is allowed for an example of it. Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. But um, how do you stay prioritized every day? Do you have any like little tips or something? Um, Yeah. I just, again, um, I, my goal is to not feel lazy and pathetic by the end of the day. (laughs) I meant like maybe vibrationally (laughs) aligned. Okay. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, really like for me, I'm like young and active. So working out, I like is in the morning. First thing I do, I work out, I go to the gym. I feel on top of my reality. I feel in charge. Mm -hmm. And then, 
um, I rest for a little bit. So I take a little power nap or meditate for an hour and I just kind of relax and I let go all the responsibilities I have for the day mentally. I don't, I try not to get up until I've let go of the identity that's feels it has to carry the burden of what's up next. For some people, that's a job. For me, it's a job. So <clears throat> until I've let that go and I can just kind of show up and I can do my job and it flows through me and I'm not like, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that helps me a lot. And then, um, yeah, and then a nice balance of everything throughout the day too. So I, you know, eat well. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it's grounded in the physical just as much as it's in the non-physical. So mm-hmm. music makes me feel amazing too. Um, and then at night I talk to my girlfriend. So maybe talk to a loved one, share relationships. A lot of people on the spiritual journey can be alone and people around us are catalysts. So it's important to have, I think, conversations just like this mm-hmm. um, for us to be able to reflect and grow. And then you feel like when you have a meaningful conversation with somebody too, you feel um, lighter or you feel like it went somewhere mm-hmm. and it served the purpose and you, and you realize you can affect your reality because there's so much out here to do and play with. Um, and then at night I nurture my inner child. I create. So I go to the keyboard and um, I'll play with sounds or, you know, take a nice shower that's just hot and relax. Um, so really, I try to keep my body in as good of shape as possible. I try to eat as good as possible. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not like a crazy, like, you should be vegan, but I'm vegan. And <laughs> <laughs> you're sharing what your choices have been. You're not saying it has to be everyone's choice. <laughs> Correct. Um, so is yeah, that d- sort of new for you? I saw you were posting some, you had put some Instagram stories up. Is yeah. that a new choice? or? Yeah, actually, my girlfriend uh, introduced me to it, and I was just, like, blown away at how easy it was she already knew all the right substitutes um so that's about two years ago and then i fell off when i was nomadic and traveling Mm -hmm. for a while and i kind of would eat meat occasionally but still try not to and then um but now yeah i just you know there's substitutes and stuff so there's plant protein like as a guy i felt like i couldn't be vegan and build muscle which isn't true (laughs) because i've watched a documentary and animals get their protein from plants so you can too so just finding the right substitutes right. and getting an education is, is cool. And then it also, on the micro scale, you're affecting the macro. So there's a, you know, I don't do it because it's it's good for the planet. I do it because what feels right. And then the byproduct of that is it's good for the planet too. Mm-hmm. And then I feel good. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And his choices do show. <laughs> how, how old are you, Keelan? 24. I'll be 25, September 12th. So that's about two weeks. And I wanted to share that, too, just to, because I think that people sometimes think that wisdom comes a lot later in age, a lot like, you know, when we're older. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see that to be the case. I think like we're in such an interesting time right now with the collective awakening, awakening that's going on. I think souls are being called forth at this time for a powerful role that we're each here to play. Mm-hmm. And that comes at a lot of different ages. And I just want to share what your age was because I know you're playing a powerful role in that. And I just want to take away that myth that it needs to be like when we're older. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, when you're younger, too, you can kind of be more fearless and like, you know, fuck shit up a little bit. Like you can you can spill the glass on the table and like, oops, (laughs) like like uh, speaking out boldly about things have taught me like, oh, oh, wow, maybe I. Maybe I hurt. I really triggered this person. And then you introspect. So I encourage people to speak out and speak your truth, too, because when you do it, whether it's boldly or not, you you have no choice. You put it out there and then you self-reflect on it and you say, just like everyone, I think everyone does this, um, whether they admit it or not. Once they post something on social media, they think about it. How was it received? What is this like? And that's healthy. It's introspection. It's growing. It's a form. Of, that's how we can use social media to our advantage and creating. So 
Um, I'm not sure what just inspired that tangent, but I feel no, like but I want to go further there <laughs> because I love, because I love you are, you're the opposite energy of me and your boldness. Like mm. mine, I know that one time Bentinho was sharing a teaching that sometimes it's like that what's necessary in the moment is to feel like you're crashing the iceberg and letting all the, like the jagged edges show and then to patch it up later. Mm. And I feel like you're more dominant in that way. And I am like the opposite. I'm like, let me patch as we go. I'm going to soft curve it to you. Um, and then I understand like why you might not receive it at this moment at this level. So let me soften the whole thing. But yet I'm still speaking to the highest truth. If you see it this way. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to bring everybody along yeah, for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it I, I mean, it does. It, it, I mean, both serve their purpose and Absolutely. that's like, when the further you go on a spiritual journey, both of us know this is that you have to be able to wear either jacket, yes. whatever the situation is calling for. Mm -hmm. And the growth is coming and being able to go in your less dominant energy. So for you, what I think probably occurred is that at a certain point you had to soften or think about that a little bit, not to change that you would need to come straight forward. Mm -hmm. I think what it was, I think I remember in our course too, is that you were, had to think that wait, is that the best way for the other person to receive it? Just because I know it and this is the way I'm going to say it and putting it like a take it or leave it type of way, mm -hmm. like a throw the middle finger up if yep. you don't get it. <laughs> and then you had that softening and you thought like, wait, I, you know, like you have the compassion to want the other person to get it, but you can still deliver it, deliver it and still a very fierce fierce cut through Shiva type way. Mm -hmm. I think it just shifted where you were coming from, but still that form, it could still take a similar form. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And as you speak your truth, whatever that is for you, like the only way to, like you're saying for me, I realized I needed to have more of a compassion balance for this because I did hold a lot of stuff in for a lot of years. And whereas you're like, let's patch it up. I'm like, I'll fucking, I'll drop a bomb in the room and then I'll just walk <laughs> away. And it's actually extremely irresponsible sometimes. Um, you know, but it's like, you know, in, in doing that, you do create a lot of space for everything in between that level to occur. And my heart did kind of awaken to, okay, I'm still going to be me in as authentic of a way as possible and free in the sense of maybe I can help remind you of your freedom too and how non-serious this is, um, but still kind of cut through a little bit. Yeah. And I did that a lot last year. I spoke my truth very boldly. Again, I had some Kanye West moments, a little I would consider, and then I felt the repercussions of that. And I, my family or friends uh -huh. thought I was crazy, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a learning in that, right? Like, how does that feel? Yeah. Then you got to work Ooh, through interesting. that. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, but you just go for it because then along the way, that balancing will mm -hmm. correct itself. And, and how beautiful that people will hear you out and offer a reflection for you to how beautiful it is for you to be able to express yourself and for people to receive it and then tell you or maybe like it just causes a course correction in you mm -hmm. it's almost like it's a service just yes. you you expressing yourself as a service and them receiving it as a service to you because then you get to see where am i coming from with this how could it be better received so that's definitely been a journey for me and i feel like this year i've actually cooled down a little bit but i'm you're not posting as much, are you? No, not really. I'm doing more work behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. and um, Which is totally fine. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's about it. But I, I love it. And I specifically remember, like, seeing, like, witnessing a shift in that softening and in the compassion. Um, I, like, messaged you right after I saw it. But one, the way our course worked is we had Zoom calls, which meant we were all on camera together. And one moment, 
it was still when you were nomadic traveling with Bentinho. So when he was teaching, you were on the couch with him. And so you were in the same frame. And I just remember seeing your eyes and it was just like so much compassion. So much love was like just streaming through. It was just like, that's why I had to message you right afterwards. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like it was just so beautiful. And yeah, and I think like, Everything's a catalyst when we use it for one. And so social media is a catalyst when you use it for one. And like you said, even if even if you came crashing through and maybe it wasn't the best for certain people, the overall learning was a service for you and whoever did it. And mm-hmm. the triggering is still a service, mm-hmm. but it still comes back to where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And so that's how there's the fine tuning on both of our journeys, right? So I need to be more fierce because I'm always more gentle. And so there's like the there's like the fine tuning of both fierce and gentleness comes can come from the same place, but it can also come from fear. Gentleness can come from fear that needs to be corrected as well. And fierceness can come from fear as well. And so as long as both are coming from love and we keep on attuning to what the situation is calling for, that's the balancing on our parts as what being delivers of information. It's just a catalyst in our own balancing of love and wisdom. Yeah, I agree. And when I had some of those moments last year, my mentality was like, I can have fun with this. And like, there's so much shit that needs to be said that no one talks about that I felt like if I was like, just really let it out at a caliber of like, you create space by doing that. Mm-hmm. If if when one person goes, let's call it 100% at something, mm-hmm. and you're scared to go 20, well, they just went 100. So yes. now you can go 30. <laughs> maybe you can go 35. Yeah. You're feeling crazy. But um, I still, you're right. I still see how that acts of service mm-hmm. and I can have compassion for that version of myself too. And so. I even saw as, as you went into the softer side, I, you, when you were commenting back, as people were triggered, you stayed calm. You were just like perfect with responding back to whatever, like a triggered response might be. You just stayed in a stabilized place, responded to it, kept going, kept going. And so that was just offering another level of service to that particular person who felt triggered and wrote something so it was all working it was all working (laughs) 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 but um but i think that we can probably wrap it up now but i just want to ask like is there any other like parting messages like you have you have this microphone that you can put your information and put your message into the world is there are there some closing remarks that you just want to leave people with sure so yeah i would just say let's um connect like Let's, I know, follow me on social media, really. Yes. Like, let's just see what's out there. Because my, what I still struggle with to this day a little bit is that feeling of knowing there's a tribe out there that we're supposed to be connecting with. And I know there's a lot of kids that are feel alone because I went through that. So my goal is to be the version of myself for them that they didn't have access to and say, hey, like, let's, we can do this together. There's a lot going on here. You're not alone in this. Um, so stay curious, stay open hearted, follow your truth. Um, fuck what everybody else thinks yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah create that space <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah uh no you can do anything and like really i try to i try to live by that so um yeah i'm always here for you like we're always around hanging out like you can reach out and let them know your handles yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> no yeah but i'm just in, on the ride just as much as anyone else is and you know i don't have it all figured out i've just been blessed to choose catalysts that have um allowed me to gain certain wisdom regarding certain things and have cool moments like this with you where synchronistically things line up. And, um, so I'm grateful for that and I'm curious to see what happens next. So, yes. And so y'all should definitely follow him on Facebook, follow him on Instagram on Facebook. He's Keelan McNeil on Instagram. You have to say the whole thing. 
Oh, well, I changed it. It's O, it's O H dot, it's I T S dot key. Oh, it's key. O <laughs> dot, it's dot key. And key is my nickname. It's K E I. So. And where do they find your music? You can go to my Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> I like Instagram the best. I think it's a little bit cooler than Facebook. You don't have like too many weird family members on there. Um, Twitter is like kind of dead, but it's live. But Instagram's cool. So, yeah. That. Definitely find him. Like when he does write messages about whatever he's learning, whatever the catalysts are, they're always very strong. They're very on point, point, high, really great pointers to higher truth, higher path. And he's just doing incredible things. So he's fun to follow. So thank you, Keelan, for thank doing you. the podcast. I loved having you on the show. Yes. Thanks for having me. All right. You're a blessing. We are the love. We are the love we give. The music on the podcast is a song I fell in love with called We Are the Love We Give by Imaginary Future. It's available everywhere music is sold.